It's a new day. Yes, it is. All right, guys, welcome to episode 21 of the Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast, the podcast where I was the right gay guy at, at the right time. Let me, let me do that back, I guess. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> nope. I, I start off the, the podcast on an awkward note. So, so Hulk Hogan, there was a SmackDown tapings in 2002 where he was telling Vince McMahon, he's like, if you think I was just the right guy at the right time, and then he pauses, and he's like, has to redo the line. He's like, if you just think that I was the right gay guy at the right time, and it's like, it gets just more awkward as he goes along. Like, he's just flubbing the lines. It's like watching Brandon chug a freaking bottle of water to open the podcast like we just did. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you got to stay hydrated, everybody. Dehydration <laughs> kills. Because he's so thirsty. I'm a thirsty man. Speaking of thirsty, if you want to quench that thirst, guys, with a nice, delicious cup of coffee like I am, use code don't sleep at ethosroasters.com for 10% off your order. That's in addition to uh, free shipping on orders over $35, guys. Hell yeah. You know what is refreshing after a lot of water? Ethos so, coffee. That's right. That's right. So I'm sure you've all noticed already since his face has, has flashed a couple times into the podcast here, but we have a special guest. Unless you're in the audio version, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, the but guest. We have, <laughs> we have the guest. Drew is here to co-host, actually. Let's call him a co-host this time. I'm basically here to replace Brandon. That's <laughs> right. what I'm here for. <laughs> actually, all jokes aside, that is pretty much why you're here. Because you know, let's explain what happened here. So last night, Brandon's like, uh I can't record the podcast uh, at the normal time that we usually do because uh, I got to play. You know, I got better things to do. Literally what he told me is like, I got better things to do. Wow. So I basically was like, okay, I can record in the morning if that helps. And he's like, I, I guess, but you probably should get someone else. That's what he told me. He's like, I don't really give a damn about the podcast. And uh, so I reached out to Drew. And of course, Drew was like, hell yeah, I'll be on the podcast. I love the podcast. Like he right away. And then last minute, Brandon heard this, and Brandon was like, uh, I think I'll, I'll do the episode, because he was afraid that I was going to make Drew a permanent replacement. So that's why the three of us are on now, guys. The podcast loves Drew. Drew loves the podcast, that's yes. for sure. We're, we're like the, the new day of podcasts. We're like the holy triumvirate of podcasts. Isn't that right? I feel like because I have the most personality, I might have to be Big E. Yes. But instead of Big E, I'm Big D. Okay, so Drew is Biggie. <laughs> He's Big yes. D. We have Big, Big D, Brandon. D. Who are you? Uh, I think I'm definitely the jobber, Kofi. That's messed up. So you're Kofi, <laughs> and I guess de facto that makes me the professor, the professor, the P, the one with the PhD, Xavier Woods. And I'm not mad at you for that because you know what Xavier Woods has done, and so does most true WWE fans. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. As long as we're all on the same page. Then we we should all be happy with that comment. Anyway, who is filming though? That's what I want to know. <laughs> you probably were Brad Maddox. Uh, Brad Maddox. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. To be honest, yeah, you do. And if, and 
Brendan doesn't know what to do with himself in a sexually based act. That's that's correct. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. Word on the street. Tampa's very small, you know. But anyway, we should probably get into some wrestling. I have a feeling this is a wrestling podcast, so we should probably talk some wrestling, guys. So, so Drew, you didn't actually go to Raw or SmackDown this week, so you're pretty much useless to us. Last week you went to the Rumble, so really helpful. So what the hell are you doing? Um, <laughs> just living the best life that I can. <laughs> Speaking of li- living the best life, I'm, I'm I'm pretty jealous right now because I didn't get the memo. If you notice, if you're watching the video version right now, both of my co-hosts here are wearing the men t-shirt, the men who have a pretty badass podcast. They're both wearing them. If I had known... If I had known, here, go ahead, guys. Here, let's let's that's, put them both on right. camera. Boom, there's Drew. Oh, yeah. Boom, there's Brandon. Yeah. Boom, there's me. So loser. Right. <laughs> so see, I guess I guess it's okay. I guess it's okay because you're both wearing shirts that say the men, but you know, I'm the man. Ah. I'm the man behind this podcast. It, it does bear my name. So I guess I should be the one singled out. You're all just jealous. You're just mad at me and you want it to be a Drew for your thoughts, a Brandon for your thoughts? <laughs> I want it to be a big D for your thoughts. A big D for your thoughts. Of course you do. That's all you think about. <laughs> Dude, every time I throw to you, I'm just going to call you big, big D from now on. Brandon, what's your nickname? <laughs> Brenda. Yeah, Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> and what's mine? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. I don't know. Can, I see Mustafa Ali online. I see or on TV right now. I see some resemblance minus the hair. <laughs> Kenny Ali. Kenny just, Ali. <laughs> Kenny Ali. So I posted. Uh, I posted something on our social media actually. Um, <laughs> that Brandon, you saw it. Uh, of Mustafa Ali, which I guess we're getting ahead of ourselves, but you know his swollen eye from SmackDown, and uh, oh, the man. caption I put was "When you shake Randy Orton's hand." <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> you should have big leagued him. You should have big leagued him and not shook his hand because we don't know where that hand's been. And now Mustafa Ali's got pink eye. He had to learn a lesson. <laughs> he, he should slow the fuck down. Gotta slow down. Ring General Randy Orton. End of the I show. Think, I think Walter would have something to say about that. But Brandon, you don't even know who Walter is. Yeah, who's Walter? We're going to have to make you watch some NXT UK. So you can kind of get familiar with him. He's a big old boy, Brandon. He's a big All boy. Right. It's like All six right. four. Oh, like three hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a big guy. He's playing the character that Lars Sullivan was supposed to play. Oh wait, so is yeah. Lars like on, or is that a work, or we're still up in the air with that? <laughs> I don't know. He's probably scared to come on TV. I shouldn't be making fun of the guy, but I think the reason the reason I'm making fun of the guy is because. I'm hearing rumors that the reason he faked, and again, this is all rumors, that he might have faked an anxiety attack was because he saw his name was on the random drug test list that day. And so oh. he was going to fail the wellness test. So he came up with an anxiety excuse. And that's kind of why he went off. So if that's the truth, he's a piece of shit. It, now, if that's not the truth, I apologize. If he really does have anxiety and, and doesn't, you know, is having some personal problems, I apologize. But yeah, if it's the former, oof, I. No, no room for anybody like that in the business, and uh, no. especially I mean, when they suspended Roman Reigns for Adderall. I mean, come on, right? Exactly. I mean, they suspended Roman Reigns, yeah, for a lot less. Yeah, speaking of Adderall, Brandon, you should be probably in some Adderall so you can pay attention right now. Yeah, I, I don't know if I got ADD, but you know, you never know. 
better safe than sorry. What I you definitely have, uh, I don't know if you have ADD, but you definitely have STD. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they got cream for that too. Well, Kenny, we haven't started talking about any women yet of wrestling, so he's not paying attention yet. That's true. Wait, let's see. Nia Jax, Kyrie oh, yeah. Sane, oh, man. Io Shirai. I'm checking them all out. <laughs> you see his eyes light up as we speak. <laughs> He's like, oh. mm, Nia Jax swimsuit edition. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Bro, they got to bring that back, man. I, I still got like the old Lita DVD. She's doing the uh, little swimsuit thing. Oh, you know, it's, it's bloody my, awesome. It's my fault. It's my fault because I was the one that had the Lita DVD and gave it to him. I'm still and watching that was, it. That was, I, I apologize. I apologize. You probably <laughs> don't want that back. It's probably no. really sticky. No. Can we you get Leah Jax and Tamina and a little bikini photo thing on See, a DVD? The, I'll pay time, for it. Right. I, I was naive enough at the time to think like, oh, this guy wants some Attitude Era footage. Like, let me just give him, you know, the DVD. I was naive. This was like 10 years ago. This was before I knew who Brandon really was. All right. So guys, you're, you're wearing, you're wearing shirts that say the men. Should we talk about the man? Because she's had a pretty big week. This is good, man. They're keeping it going here. And surprise, surprise. She comes out on raw. I'm like, hell yeah. I'm hype. She opened raw. I mean, yeah. it was, yeah, she, she opened raw. And, um, I mean, she had some choice words for one Stephanie McMahon, which a lot of people are giving, you know, Stephanie shit. They're like, why is Stephanie in the storyline? Because yeah, she's connected with Rhonda. Right. I mean, yeah. her and Rhonda have had a storyline since day one. Um, WWE is going to twist it to this is Stephanie's doing. Right. But even on a bigger scale, think think why Stephanie's in the storyline. So the, the way I presented it to people is every Austin needs a McMahon. And, you know, back in back in 1998, you know, we, we had a situation where um, Stone Cold, um, you know, was basically the Hellraiser and, you know, the anti-authority figure. And Vince McMahon was the straight man. And Vince McMahon was the guy that was like, you have to play by the corporate rules. So now we have the women's division. We have a, a female McMahon, Stephanie, who is probably the best McMahon at getting heat. And just because people genuinely hate her. And so, of course, why wouldn't you throw Stephanie in there to basically be the authority figure for Stephanie or for uh, Becky Lynch's Hellraising character? It's time to give Becky the rub, man. We're putting the A plus players into the storyline to bring some more hype. This is the main event. So, I mean, I think we need a little Stephanie action. Well, I think Bully Ray said it best. And I'll throw the tweet up here, um, right there. So, Bully Ray said it best. He said, you know, at the time, we have 66 days to Mania. If anybody else can get a storyline more emotionally invested than Becky and Ronda, then they'll be the main event. But if not, this has to be the main event. And so that is something I wanted to talk about, which is, you know, there have been rumors since last year of having a women's main event for the first time at Mania 35. And that was already going to be historic. But now what I'm most happy about is now we have a situation where it's not just like, okay, let's throw the women in the main event to do it. Now you have a situation where they, their storyline has earned the main event because there is no storyline better than, than their storyline right now. So you have a situation where 
what what's so awesome is if they were not going to be the main event, they forced the issue to be the main event. Uh, yeah, no, definitely, man. It's all, I think it's all about Ronda, man. Ronda, I think, is really the X Factor, man. She brings that, uh, you know, sort of outside appeal and notoriety. You know, she's big time. You need another big time star really to create this feud, you know, in a way that people sort of are now, you know, cheering Becky on even more so to sort of overcome, you know, this outsider now that's come in sort of seemingly been handed the spot. And it just makes the whole feud go, I think. Yeah, Brendan's at a loss for words there. Brandon Brandon could barely <clears throat> choke that out. He's, he's so emotional over the storyline, guys, so I apologize for that. But, Drew, what were you saying? Yeah, I think that up until Ronda got to WWE, the women, you could tell like the wrestling was good, but it wasn't good enough. The storylines weren't good enough to main event WrestleMania. And once she got to, to WWE, we knew there was going to be a main event. That's the only thing that hasn't been done yet. They've done everything else. Elimination Chamber, Hell in a Cell, Royal Rumble, you name it. Now they're going to have tag titles. Main event at WrestleMania is the next thing off the list. It's the, it's the last thing. Yeah, I yeah. was going to say, it's the last thing on the list is, to, is for the women to main event Mania. And again, it's just, again, it's cool because like when you write it on paper and you're like, okay, the women are going to main event. It's like that's cool, like to have already that to to have the first uh, women's main event. But again, it's like now we're in a, a situation where where we as fans, no matter who we are, men, women, you know, black, white, whatever, we're all clamoring for this match to be the main event. We're genuinely wanting this one to be the main event. So I think you know this is a perfect storm of things because again, I, I talked about it last week. If Becky Lynch didn't get her face broken by Nia Jax, this match would have happened at Survivor Series. We'd be talking about Charlotte versus Ronda, and we might be like, eh, like I get that they want that as the main event, but we don't really want to see it. No, we we all want this. This is what we want. You know, Becky Lynch has forced the issue. She is going to be the main event of Mania. Um, now, that being said, uh, Ronda, to both of your guys' point, when Ronda came in, it was big time because Ronda was the reason UFC created a women's division. So she's been in this role before. You know, she came to the UFC and they basically built a whole division around her. In the case of WWE, they've they already built this division, but Ronda was like the final piece to be the mainstream star of this. And that's where wrestling fans, the little internet wrestling community, the small wrestling community, if you will, don't get the bigger picture. They, they're, they're booing Ronda. They don't like her. They're saying all of these things. They don't understand how valuable Ronda Rousey is for the women's division because she's changing the perception of the division to the casual fans, the people who might not be paying attention. There are people who are going to tune into WrestleMania because Ronda Rousey's in the main event, and they've probably not seen wrestling in 10 years, if ever. But they're like, I've heard Ronda Rousey's in the main event. I'm going to watch. And you know, their eyes will open to the division and they'll be like, I got to watch this again. And I got to watch the next event. And I got to watch the next event. So people can sit there and say, well, Ronda being in the main event is a bad decision. But for example, the main event of Evolution was Nikki Bella versus Ronda Rousey. Those are two mainstream stars. Nikki Bella has, you know, basically fame from uh, Total Bellas, Total, Total Divas. You know, there are people watching those shows who aren't wrestling fans. So, of course, you put eyes on your two biggest stars in the women's division at that time. People just don't understand that. They don't understand business. But I'm rambling at this point, so probably somebody else should come in. Well, no, I think it's great that it, it makes people want 
to watch WrestleMania because for the last, what, three or four years, it's been either Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns is the main event. And I think at this point, most WWE fans are kind of over Brock Lesnar. It's not that they necessarily hate him or think he's a terrible wrestler. I just think that they're over him. They're over that it's a guaranteed he's going to win. He's going to be in the main event. He's going to hold the title and, and show up seven times a year. Like People are over that. They want to see badass fighting. And majority of his WrestleMania matches have not been that. But that's because he's also faced Undertaker and Roman right. the last three times, basically. It goes, goes back to why Brock likes working smaller guys, because he he's not feeling that connection with some of these bigger guys. And I mean, bigger in terms of stature, uh, he's not, he's not feeling it. Roman and him don't mesh well, him and undertaker don't mesh well. Like, you know, he doesn't like working the bigger guys, whereas he can get really good matches out of the Daniel Bryans and the AJ styles and the Finn Balors or me, you know, I'm the same size. Come on, Brock. Can you, can you pull me into a mania? Like shit. Um, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't want to work a Brandon. He wants to work a Kenny, you know, That's, that's the metaphor for it. You know, would you but, take like a bunch of German suplexes, like for payday, baby? Yeah, but I would like you know bump. I bump where I protect my neck like this. Uh, <laughs> check the chin. Check the chin. Brandon would just be flying all out with his neck like this. <laughs> He'd probably like paralyze himself within like two seconds. Oh man, <laughs> I would love to see the Rock versus Brock Lesnar again, just because the Rock sells like anything. <laughs> but, he sells but anything. See, yeah. But was you that see the Rock happen? It was. It was a couple of years ago. I think uh, I forget which mania the rumor was, but yeah, I want to say thirty or something. Uh, but yeah, The Rock versus Brock Lesnar was rumored. Um, however, you know, even though I, I agree with you all, The Rock can't bump like that anymore. He's big now, like he's a big guy. So Brock would face the same situation with with The Rock now, where you know The Rock wouldn't move as good, and like he can't really. I can't see The Rock getting suplexed. You know, like crazy from Brock Lesnar nowadays. So it would be a completely different match than we saw in like 2002 because both of them work very different styles. I mean, they're also older, right? Yeah, it's true. You don't see Lesnar doing that shooting star press anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, he shouldn't have ever done that in the first place. He he used to do that in OVW when he was training. That was like his finisher. So he hit it a bunch of times. But by the time he came to the main roster, he didn't need that move anymore. And he's gone on record as saying, someone pressured him to do it like oh you need your big mania moment and he should have never done it he should have kind of stuck you know stuck to his guns and said you know i'm the next big thing i do these power moves i don't need to do that and you know that you know hindsight's 2020 because he almost could have ended his freaking life the way he did that like he went straight down if brock lesnar was a normal sized man he would have broken his neck and paralyzed himself but because he's got all that muscle on him at especially at the time that protected the hell out of him Brock Lesnar would, could have paralyzed himself back in 03. But anyway, we're off topic. Let's get to <laughs> let's get to the worser part of Rawls, I guess you could say, if it's not Becky Lynch. <laughs> wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You, you didn't like TNA Monday Night Raw? Oh, I did. I just, I think, I think wrestling is just Becky Lynch now. If we're not talking about Becky Lynch, what are we talking about at this point? Right, and it's so funny because a lot of people are like, well, you know. Becky Lynch is the only reason I watch WWE. And it's like, they forget that, like, you know, in the Attitude Era, people only really tuned in for Stone Cold. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that to down anybody else. It's more so that people <clears throat> tuned in for Stone Cold. 
And then other people knew that they had to one-up Stone Cold to be able, you know, to get eyes on them. So, I mean, it, it's not a bad thing if someone kind of has stepped up their game to the point where they are the show. You know, people tune in for Becky Lynch, but, like, other other stars have to step up their game. So, speaking of stepping up their game, what are we feeling about, you know, the tag team division right now? We're, we're talking about the Revival, Lucha House Party, B-Team, and Heavy Machinery Dude, for the number one contender spot. How about spot. having Revival win the number one contender spot? Where's this um, going? Are you guys excited about it, even? You know, I, this is to tell you how bad it is. I don't even remember who the champions are right now. Who are the champions in a row? Oh, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Yeah. Yeah. So there's your answer. I'm not excited. Um, that's <laughs> Yeah, that's that's not a knock on anybody, but it's like we have such good tag teams. Why are we in a situation where we have like these makeshift tag teams as the, you know, tag team champions? And then all these great teams on the side. And that includes SmackDown. Like, where is the New Day? You know, where... Well, I was going to say the Bludgeon Brothers, but Rowan's off with Daniel Bryan now. So who knows where the hell Luke Harper is? Um, sanity. But where are those guys? Yeah, sanity. sanity. Where the hell exactly. is Sanity? Uh, where the hell's the Usos? Like, I know the Usos are involved, but they're not, like, really in that spot right now. They, they should have the whole tag division around them right now. You know, and there are rumors that the WWE is scared that the Usos might not resign. Oh, wow. I don't, now we have a situation where it's kind of cool because, you know, we don't know what these guys are going to do. Uh, they might not resign. And I mean, it's smart. It's smart if you kind of hold out till the last day. And then even if they're going to resign, they resign for bigger money because there's a threat. And if there's a threat, the company says, you know, hey, guys, we'll give you a storyline. We'll do this. You know what I mean? Nobody. I think AEW is saving WWE in a way from possibly not losing everybody. Uh, With that being said, kind of like to play along what you were just talking about. People are, are now have a chance to leave and go to something that can compete. Well, WWE is going to do everything that they can not to lose everybody to this company. I mean, they never officially lost Chris Jericho, but in a way they lost Chris Jericho, who's supposed to be, you know, one of their biggest signings until, Kenny Omega inevitably signs with them. You think you think Kenny Omega's coming? Kenny Omega's contract came up on January thirty first. Oh, he's going uh, to AEW. He's already he's already. I don't know if you saw it, but they have the, a, being the elite. Yeah, yeah, being the elite. He's on it. I mean, if he's not signing with AEW, why would he be on it? All of that footage to play devil's advocate. All that footage was shot in New Japan, so that was like shot in January, probably around the January fourth show. Now, that being said, I do think he's signing with AEW. Actually, by the time this podcast airs, uh, we're recording on the 6th. On the 7th, um, they're actually going to have a press conference, the ticket announcement um, for Double or Nothing. And the rumor is he'll show up and be announced as the newest signing. And I'm to be honest, I'm going to be disappointed because it's kind of like... It's not that I'm disappointed that Kenny Omega would go to AEW. It's just like I'm disappointed that he would take the path that is, you know, most expected of him. To me, he's the member of the elite that would benefit most from breaking away from the pack. And so for him to just go along with them again, it just, it it would upset me. Like, I feel like, let's say all the elite members went to WWE, then I would be like, you know, I'm, I'm talking about before AEW was announced. Then I'd be like, Kenny Omega should stay away from them. Then he should go somewhere else. But now that they're all elites around, I feel he should go to WWE uh, to benefit his career. I'm saying, my opinion. But 
Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be great to see him like mainstream TV and not. I don't. I don't know what AEW is going to do as far as like television wise, but it's like I would like to not have to watch YouTube videos <laughs> of Kenny Omega or uh, seventeen days later on whatever channels right after ESPN on my on Verizon <laughs> to watch New World Japan. <laughs> so. The rumor actually is that AEW has some, <clears throat> has two very lucrative deals on the table for TV. So luckily, uh, you might not have to. They might, you know, I, I hear rumors of TNT and TBS, which is which would be interesting because that's the old WCW channels. Um, you know, I hear that they have a very very good offer. Like uh, the biggest offer I've heard, non WWE offer since WCW. And that's that's a big deal because I've heard it's bigger than Spike TV was for TNA, you know. So I mean, at the time, Spike TV was a big deal. Um, I mean, we might have this on you know a nationally broadcasted channel, which is pretty cool. So I mean, you don't have to watch Kenny Omega on YouTube in pixelated quality with a picture of Brandon <laughs> in the background, you know, because he recorded it recorded it on his phone like this, guys. This is how Brandon records. Brandon has his own YouTube channel where he records uh, wrestling matches like this, and then he also butt chugs uh, soda. So, not check just that any out. soda, check. Soda. That's right, check <laughs> orange soda. Brandon, I'm not kidding. You should start up that channel. We'll see, man. I might, I might get some views here. I'll get a little ad revenue going. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, exactly. You can feed your children. <laughs> So do you think uh, Kurt Angle is going to retire soon? Oh, man. Um, you know what? I hope not. I hope he's at least able to make it through uh, Mania. I wouldn't mind having him see, you know, do another match at Mania um, before he does decide to hang it up. But I wonder if they're going to do anything with the Jason Jordan thing anymore. <laughs> if Jason Jordan ever comes back healthy, I'm not sure yeah, what's that's, going I on think- that end. I think that's what threw the hiccup in their plans with Jason Jordan. Uh, it's just his health and his neck, um, you know, so he's not being, he might never be cleared is the rumor I hear. So that would suck, especially so young uh, into his career. Um, but he mentioned him on raw. He mentioned him like when he was kind of gearing up for the retirement speech, uh, he mentioned Jason Jordan. Um, me, uh, if Jason can get healthy, that would be such a good match. Jason Jordan versus Kurt Angle. I think that's what they were building to last year at 34 before the untimely injury and that i would i would have been excited because they're very similarly styled um you know kern angle would have gotten a good match out of the, uh, jason jordan and, and likewise jason jordan would have worked his ass off for someone like kern angle he probably looks up to kern angle um i mean it, it's his dad after all you know you want to impress him right <laughs> exactly i think they're gearing up towards his retirement i mean the way that it seemed on raw was just like he was in there and he was about to say that he's done wrestling and then you know, you got the two best heels right now in the men's division out there just trolling the hell out of them, what they do best. I don't think anybody trolls better than Baron Corbin. And I don't think anybody <laughs> appreciates that. No, no one does. The two people I always say are not appreciated are Baron Corbin and Nia Jax. And the reason that is, it's so funny because people people just all over the internet, you know, and, and this is you can insert whoever's name you want here. They're literally like, I don't like them because, you know, they suck. They, their move sets this. I turn off my TV when they're on and I'm like, so they're a heel. So you're telling me that 
the that you hate them because they're actually heels. They're not like cool heels like Triple H. They're not, you know, it's not a situation where, you know, you're actually like Kevin Owens where you're kind of like, oh, he's he's good. I like him. I, he's really funny. You're genuinely hating them. Oh, okay. So you're getting worked like you're supposed to. Okay. So that's why they suck. Mm -hmm. But I wonder if people turn their TVs off when Samoa Joe comes out because, <laughs> you know, some of the things he does and says are just incredible. <laughs> uh, no, I, I hope not. Samoa Joe, I was telling this to Brandon. Um, admittedly, I was never a Samoa Joe fan. I hated Samoa Joe. Uh, it's like one of those blind hates. Like you just, there's a wrestler that comes on your TV and you're like, ah, I don't like him. I don't know why. There's no reason, but I hate him. And so he was like that for me in TNA. Well, he comes to WWE and opens my eyes like i'm just like this is one of the greatest guys in the business and so i mean if he made someone like me a fan genuinely made me a fan organically i should say made me a fan like i can only imagine man his sky's the limit for that guy like the fact that he hasn't had a wwe title run yet is criminal he's the best promo on smackdown right now um and that might even include becky lynch because becky's promos even as good as she is she gets a good reaction but no one gets a reaction like Samoa Joe right now. Genuinely, the oh my god, like, like, when he says lines, it's just great. I think Randy Orton dropping to the deck last week showed how good his promos are. <laughs> oh my god, uh, yeah. If you haven't seen that, um, yeah, when he hits the line, Randy Orton just has to squat down because he's so like <laughs> his legs buckled under him. He was probably laughing so hard. I mean, it's to the point where like they almost couldn't cut to anybody because like when Samoa Joe said his line, his AA line about Jeff Hardy, they couldn't cut to anybody because everybody was laughing their ass off. Even Jeff Hardy, the one who's receiving the line has to turn away. It's just, it's Samoa Joe himself. Like he, he did a good job of like, like, trust me, I do what he did when I want to laugh because he went like that. You Because if you put your, if he had put his lips together, he would have smiled, <laughs> like you know, but he had that look of like, he was so angry, but uh, it was awesome. It's it's stuff stuff like that I want to say to Brandon on air, but I can't. <laughs> Sorry, I was a little distracted by uh, Naomi and Carmella's entrance here on SmackDown. Hey, <laughs> how awesome was that? It was pretty good. I I like Carmella a lot. I think it's, she uh, I think she's she's a good character. I just I I like her everything about her. Yeah, I mean we talked about it again last week. Where where you know people she's underrated she's underrated especially as a baby face and and all right so brandon you know what's funny our, our friend actually sent me the article because you were telling me this about uh telling me this last night and you, you know how i am i don't believe anything you say right, right. so we have another friend that sent it now i believe yeah so we we have a situation where forbes has basically said that daniel bryan's leather free wwe championship sounds pretty expensive and it may, in fact, be more expensive than the the actual leather title, but I do not believe that whatsoever. Bro, it's, it's all there, man. It's like if you want to get somebody to actually like fashion it, put one together, there's a lot that's got to go into it. And then just to get the materials together, I guess it's you know it's hard to get that leather alternative. Well, they're saying that the WWE title, the regular one, would run about $1,500. $1, they ain't right. That's what I'm saying. That's it. that know, goes back maybe, to what I was saying. That no, she gets no. Ready to make the belt. All like, the diamonds on there, like WWE's not going to cheap out on that. Trust me. Like the, maybe a replica, like like right, as in like, like you know one of, not not the ones that they sell. I'm talking about like 
you know, like how example Brock Lesnar, I think last week used one of the TV replicas, you know, but I'm saying the actual title, I promise you does not cost $1,500. Absolutely not. Because the, the amount of diamonds on that thing alone, unless they're using fake diamonds, yeah <laughs> right that would be at least two grand three grand somewhere in that range so i don't know where people are coming up with these facts but damn it forbes you got heat with me right now i don't know oh. they have forbes well it's the same they... thing you notice uh healthy food's always a lot more expensive than junk food or fast right. food yeah. no brandon has no idea <laughs> don't you work for a healthy food store yeah, but I gotta EBT that stuff, man. You know how that goes. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, so this is gonna be our transition into the president. <laughs> That's right, baby. Before, yeah, before we came on air, before we came on air, it was pretty much Brandon get, getting ragged on for politics here. <laughs> the union is strong, my people. Ah. Rise up. Yeah. Do we want to get into it or no? <laughs> I mean, right now he's he's got a better uh, crowd than Becky Lynch. I don't know if it's the orange on orange connection or not. <laughs> <laughs> he's too over, man. Even the haters have to cheer for him. Well, Brandon, you, you do know if you're a Trump supporter, he's trying to get rid of your EBT. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there. You know, I, I'll be fine with it, man. I won't need it anymore. At least that's what I'm hoping. Right, but Hold the on. real question: Sorry, Mandy is... Rose is on TV. Yes. Hold on. Shh, shh, shh. Hold on. Oh, we have to stop conversation. Mandy Rose is on the TV right now as Drew's talking, which. <laughs> that's straight off of Drew's TV, but that's the greatest line I've ever heard was, you know why God rested on the seventh day? Because Mandy Rose, he created Mandy Rose on the sixth. <laughs> Uh, if I could just say the one-liners that Corey Graves says, uh, I'd be I'd be in heaven. Dad. Can we just say he's probably the best heel, besides the McMahon's? Obviously, he's probably like the top heel. He's the best heel announcer since Bobby Heenan, like yes. easily, easily. Um, Better but, than Bradshaw. So Bradshaw, I freak, I sleep on Bradshaw, but I think Brad because his run was so short. Now Bradshaw, I like Bradshaw as a commentator, yeah. but uh, the general consensus is that people don't. So um, mm -hmm. <laughs> at least everybody general uh, like generally everybody likes Corey Graves. Hey, hold on, my buddy just sent me a Snapchat of Baron Corbin. I'm not even okay. joking. Right now, I'm gonna screenshot it. I don't know where he's at to eat, but that's definitely Baron Corbin. Right. So your friend is bothering Baron Corbin as he eats his lunch. No, the dude's ordering food. Oh, the Baron's working. <laughs> Hold on. Huh. That's pretty fucking cool. Right. So right on this podcast, we're, we have a Baron Corbin appearance. So thank you, Baron, for, for gracing us with your presence. I, I like you. I don't care what anyone says. That's I mean, right. he looks like just a genuine dude. Is he kind of over in your neck of the woods, Kenny? Wait, what? I don't know where uh, this is Corbin. at. Oh, you're talking about where he lives? Yeah. Uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Well, I keep, no, what's I keep cool, these things secrets. <laughs> what's cool is I play basketball with my buddy, and I didn't even know he knew I was a WWE fan. So it's pretty cool that he's showing me WWE guy. Well, you know why? It's because oh, on cool. your social media, you've been posting about this podcast. So <laughs> well, you know, I do my, I do my right. part. 
It's blatantly obvious now at this point that you like wrestling because what loser would be in a wrestling podcast? Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, well, uh, actually, that's I think that's why he was trying to skip it. He was trying to skip out on the podcast because he's sick of feeling like a loser. <laughs> well, you know, I told you Brandon has a thing for me. So that's right. <laughs> when you said Brandon may skip out, in the back of my mind is all right. As soon as I jump on this podcast, Brandon's gonna miraculously come on and be like. Mm-mm, Drew's here. No way. Uh, I, I got to be here for Big D. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it's at uh, Corbin's at Capital Taco in Land O'Lakes. Oh, nice. That's cool. So let's go ahead there right now. No, I'm just kidding. Dude, I'm 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 so against bothering wrestlers while they're eating. Like that's my biggest pet peeve. Is like I think one time, uh, Brandon in 2006, was it me and you or was it me and my cousin? Like the Big Show was sitting at Johnny Rockets at, at Citrus Park Mall, and he was eating. And I don't know if it was you or my cousin like wanted to go bother him, and I like stopped. It was like, uh, uh-uh. I was like, the one thing you don't do, like as to another human being, like I don't care who they are, is bother them while they're eating. Because, like, mm-hmm. how pissed off would you be if you were sitting there with a burger in your mouth? Somebody's like, hey, man, can I, can I get an autograph? Like, huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and it's, like, multiple times a day. So I'm pretty sure it was you, Brandon. You don't have a sense of boundaries. <laughs> you know, Dude, the funny part is seven it's the foot. Yeah. You know, I mean, the like, funny, right. You expect not to stick out. Right. But Brandon has no boundaries, yet he wants a wall built. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's right. Steel slats, barrier, whatever you want to call it. Uh, anyway. What did you think about Jeff Jarrett's performance? Yes. Any great, guys. Any great. J-E-double-F. Jeff Jarrett. I slept on Jeff Jarrett when he was doing his reign of terror, as I call it, in TNA. And I think the problem I had with Jeff Jarrett is he was doing the reign of terror at the same time. Triple H was doing it in WWE back in 2002, 2003, where they just had the stranglehold on the title. And um, Jeff Jarrett to me should have never been a main eventer. He should have never been like the guy. He should have been the guy that was second to the guy. If that makes sense, he should have been the chicken shit heel that was helping the baby face. Um, but now, now that he's like a, uh, a couple of years removed from all of that, he stands out like a like a sore thumb, and I mean that in a good way. Like his work rate, like the punches he throws, even Jeff Jarrett. This is good for Elias, I think, man. This is cool. Elias is getting his little rub here. I, I kind of like their little back and forth into the dynamic of it. I'm kind of glad they turned Elias back heel, even though it seemed kind of weird because it was sort of sudden. But I think it works. Uh, this way for this little I'm upset I'm upset that he's a heel again because I feel like he'd run the course as a heel but at the same time it's like I think it's a good dynamic with a baby face Jarrett which we've really never seen like Jarrett has never really been a baby face in his career except at the beginning when he was like white meat in the southern territories but uh, yeah we're gonna see Jeff Jarrett as a baby face Uh, Elias plays a better heel anyway Um, this is giving Elias a good rub um where do you think it ends up though? Like I'm kind of thinking Jarrett ends up as his manager per se. And they like, like I'm expecting Jarrett to kind of turn on road dog and like align himself with Elias. And that's ultimately where we'll end up. But I don't know. What do you all think? I think that'd be fantastic if he was a manager. Cause you know, he could talk. I mean, that takes the mic out of Elias's hands though, sort sure. of in a way. And I, and I definitely don't want that. Cause I mean, I still to this day, remember the time, him and Kevin Owens were in the ring in Seattle. <laughs> to me, great. that was probably 
because I'm a basketball fan. So that hurt me hearing that. Like, oh, you guys are the reason why the Sonics went to Oklahoma City. And, like, the whole arena just booed. Like, <laughs> it was, like, 10 minutes of just straight booing where they wouldn't even let them talk. It was fantastic. So I think if you take the mic out of his hands, you're taking a lot of his skills away. Well, Jarrett does – to me, Jarrett doesn't need to talk. He just needs to be there because, you know, Jarrett's, Jarrett's a really good heel that his presence alone, handing Elias guitar and playing together – and playing off of Elias, uh, I think that's that would be a really good dynamic because he is the original, you know, the original guy. I mean, besides, I should I shouldn't say that because the Honky Tonk Man is the original, <laughs> but you know, he's like the '90s guy who had the guitar in his hand and stuff. So he's basically just passing the torch down to Elias. Um, I think it would be a good dynamic. Jeff Jarrett's talented, you know. I, I'll never take that away from him. He's a very talented guy. He can get heat like nobody else, you know. You hear that, Baron Corbin, at Capital Tacos? <laughs> Dang, I really want to like drive up there right now because I really do want some tacos. Yeah, I know <laughs> it sounded really good when you said it, but I was like, I don't give a crap who's there. Like Capital Tacos sounds delicious. It's even better if I can go in there and just, just heckle him or something. <laughs> <laughs> give me the end of days, Corbin. Oh my God, would are you, you one of those that? fans? Like, yeah, if you saw these cats out eating, would you heckle them like that? Just to see no, I happened. really wouldn't. I'd probably just just kind of be all shy and just be like, hey. <laughs> hey, Mr. Corbin. Hey, Mr. Corbin. <laughs> I like your mic skills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I, I do want you to mention about the, uh, the earbud thing, the uh, earbuds. With uh, Dana Brooke and Natalia. Wait, what did you say? Oh, I wanted you to mention something about the earbud thing. You, with Dana. Dude, you're so easy, bro. I'm, <laughs> like, oh my god, Drew caught on to that. Really oh, staring at him like, is he really about to fall for this? Like, first of all, first of all, I can hear you through the AirPods. <laughs> so there goes that. It's not like we're in the same room. But anyway, so yeah, that's a meme <laughs> that's going on right now. Um, there's a meme that, you know, basically, uh, it's, you know, oh, I can't hear broke, uh, basically implying that, you know, you can't afford AirPods, so I can't hear you. You know what I mean? Um, and then WWE basically gives us their version of it. Uh, you know, Natty's got her hair all down, so you can't see, and she's just sitting there and she's kind of like zoning out. Dana Brooke comes out and says, I'm sorry for last week. I'm sorry for what I said. Um, but, you know, and then Natty's not responding, obviously. <laughs> and then uh, Dana Brooks basically like, what, you're just going to ignore me? And she's getting increasingly angry. And it ends with, I'm going to go with, to Stephanie McMahon's office right now. I'm going to request a match with you next week. And then she storms out. And then Natty, you know, brushes her hair and then was like, huh? You know, kind of like just looks and like, I thought I heard something and then puts it back in I'm like, okay. So it was actually a really good segment for being as short as it was. It, it got straight to the point. Um, I liked it. I, I posted it. I actually posted it on our, on our uh, social media, and it got, I mean, hundreds of likes at this point. Uh, it's really good. It's to the point where I've already found it on other pages, ripping us off. Oh, nice. <laughs> Isn't that the best, though, when somebody rips off your stuff? Yeah. <laughs> That's, I, I actually don't mind it. Um, and what I mean by I don't mind it is it's like, huh, that means you acknowledge that mine's the best and you can't do better. <laughs> well, it's got to be a good feeling because then that means people are seeing your stuff and seeing your witty humor 
and trying to take credit for it. Right, exactly. Uh, speaking of which, another one I posted, and I'll throw it up right here. Boom. I made a little graphic right after Ronda Rousey and uh, and uh, Becky Lynch's interaction on Raw backstage because Ronda Rousey caught me so off guard when she was just like, blah, 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 and I'm going to face you, blah, blah, blah. And then she walks away. She comes back. She goes, she looks at Becky's knee, looks up, and she goes, by the way, ice and Avril, bitch, and walks <laughs> just walks away. I posted that on our social media, and I was like, you know, tongue in cheek, saying, "This is now the new mantra in which we're going to live by, guys." And uh, Ronda Rousey liked it, <laughs> so yes, we, again have, we again have acknowledgement from Ronda Rousey. She has seen this. I was hoping she'd repost it, but uh, no, she did not. Next time, guys. Next time, we're going to get her attention. Brandon's going to do something to get her attention. <laughs> no, Brandon's going to scare her away. What? That's true. No. Let me edit that out. Brandon, stay far away from Ronda Rousey and her we social media. We love the Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey, if you want to take it, your career to the next level, you will come on the Kitty for Your Thoughts podcast. <laughs> and we'll have just me and Drew on there that episode. <laughs> I'll just be watching. I can watch. That's fine. You always want to be that creepy guy that stands in the back corner <laughs> and just sits there and watches like a perv. Uh, uh, Rhonda. <laughs> anything wrong with that you know i'm an admirer you know? so many things so many things wrong with so that. many I things wrong with that me. the fact that you don't understand that is it scares me i wanted to mention the uh the ec3 dean ambrose in you know that's <laughs> exactly where i was going next yeah so let's talk about that we have we have a moment of bliss where alexa bliss staring ec3 up and down ec3 is a great looking man Cool. I'm going to edit out my comments from the beginning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I know what your wow, caption is going to wow. be for this podcast episode, Kenny. <laughs> Brandon. Brandon. Brandon EC3 is a good looking man. <laughs> Brandon has a crush on EC3. Um, he's pretty. He's pretty jacked. He's looking jacked. Like, uh, <laughs> I love looking Dean, jacked. Though. I really love Dean's comment. Where's the one, two, and three? Or where's the one, two? <laughs> <laughs> one, two. <laughs> So yeah, we got Nia Jax coming out, interrupting, you know, saying what she says, and then we got Dean Ambrose coming out, interrupting her and stealing the show. Like it just, it is very obvious that there are no fucks given with Dean Ambrose right now. He's just absolutely killing it. Like he came out and basically, if he wasn't trying to turn babyface, he turned himself babyface with the way he was talking. Um, he was asking for EC one and two. What else did he say? Oh, he called out Nia Jax saying. I know what this is about. <laughs> you know, you have a crush on me. And it's okay. It's okay. But the great, the greatest thing is we have Dean Ambrose's real life wife, Renee Young, on commentary while this is happening. And you can hear her audibly like trying to not crack up because her husband is sitting there telling another woman, you know, like you have a crush on me. I know, I know. It's hard not to. <laughs> you know, Renee Young is like sitting there cracking up. Um, he stole that segment. He absolutely stole that segment. Uh, it made me realize, you know, if if he is leaving, you know, and I say if because I almost don't want to believe it, but if he is leaving, you know, I'm going to miss the hell out of Dean Ambrose. Um, he's doing some good work right now. <laughs> um, but then well, that leads to a match with, with EC3. EC3, who we, we have not heard a word from since he's debuted in the WWE or uh, been promoted to the main roster, I should say. We haven't heard one word from this guy. How do you feel about that? Where do you feel this is going? I'm cool with him not talking and just like sort of flexing and his pecs. And, right. And sort of staring at him. Yeah. Right. 
Of course you are. <laughs> I'm starting to worry about you. <clears throat> they, you... I think they're using him just as his physique. They need somebody on the roster who's got that kind of physique. It's 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 very similar to like a John Cena in a way. Very similar hairstyle. Uh, definitely not the promo skills of John Cena, but I think he. Well, how do you know that? He hasn't said anything. I think that's why I don't know that. It's because they haven't let him talk. Me, personally, I don't find him an attractive dude. That's just me. So, Brandon, me and you definitely don't have the same taste in men. I'm just going to throw that yeah. out there. Well, who are you liking right now? Uh, dang, caught me off guard on that. I'm going to go Finn Balor then. Oh, okay. See yeah, Finn Balor is a good-looking dude. I mean, so, He's not weird. Like, EC3 is weird looking. Like, it's something about his face. I just, I don't know. I don't like it. A little off putting. <laughs> so, let's talk about Finn Balor. We had uh, Finn Balor coming out, and um, he was supposed to have a match with, with Bobby Lashley. And then instead, Bobby Lashley's like, you you know, you're too small. I'm not going to fight a guy your size. You should fight guys your own size. Brings out Leo Rush, who's, who was looking good in his tights, man. He had tights as, as opposed to trunks this week. Thinks a good look for the man of the hour. It, he's got more design, a little more flashy. Suits him. What do you think, Brandon? Dude, I'm digging it, man. I'm digging his look. I mean, not as much as EC3, of course, but I mean, he's doing his thing. I mean, Leo Rush. Leo Rush isn't a bad-looking dude. Right. right? He's a good I think, wrestler. I like I Leo Rush. Brandon's trying to compensate because the last couple episodes he was talking, like, every time we talked about the women, he was talking about how good-looking they were as opposed to, like, what they bring to the table. So I think Brandon's compensating now. <laughs> And he feels like every time we bring up a guy, we, he's got to mention how good looking they are as opposed to what they bring to the table. I sexualize everyone equally. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. I, I don't know. But anyway, back into Leo Rush. Um, a really, really good match with Finn Balor. Like he hung with Finn Balor. You know, Finn Balor for is pretty much a, a main eventer at this point. And you got Leo Rush, you know hanging with them i mean they had a really really good match i was digging it i know a lot of people were shitting on raw but that i thought raw was pretty solid what about everybody else yeah it was pretty exciting i i like what they're doing with these 205 live guys though uh now you know first it was mustafa now it's leo rush their characters people like so they're kind of transitioning them in a way to the main roster not just restricted to 205 which i like a lot because we need that kind of excitement the only one you know there's what the Lucha House Party and Rey Mysterio, really, who who wrestle like that. You know, I'm excited that it gives people, the casuals, a uh, opportunity to see Leo Rush. And it's it's almost a, a situation where they're like, okay, if I want to see more Leo Rush, I have to tune into 205 Live. So it gives an opportunity to these guys to be seen and to put more eyes on the 205 Live show. Um, also, in, in that same vein, I would like to see some guys step over and not, not permanently, but like, you know, maybe a smaller guy like a uh, Ray Mysterio makes an appearance on 205 live, you know, and you know, a lot of people might say that's a demotion, but I would say it would be a promotion for whoever Ray Mysterio is facing. If he's just, you know, goes over to 205 live, has a match, you know, obviously he'll beat the guy, but basically shakes his hand after the match and says, you know, Hey, you gave me a good match. Um, so I think they should do that. I honestly do. Um, you know, but only, only a few guys could do that. Like, like Ray Mysterio, for example, because I don't think you should ever put someone like AJ Styles on there because then, you know, then for me, that would be a demotion for AJ because people already kind of make 
him seem like a smaller guy that you know shouldn't be in the heavyweight division. Well, first off, AJ Styles isn't under two hundred and five pounds. You don't think so? so? No. <laughs> Enzo yeah, so Amore was barely two hundred five. He had That's to true. like starve himself to get to two hundred five. I mean, my I ass think, is like, my yeah, it's like one eighty. Put that in perspective. So, I mean, it's and I'm not as big as AJ Styles at all. So, <laughs> well, I think what you were saying was cool because I think they did that with the NXT UK takeover. I believe they did it with Finn Balor. They kind of had Finn Balor go out there and wrestle somebody. And I thought that was really cool because, I mean, he's obviously a big deal on the main event right now. And right. Exactly. Exactly. And he fought Jordan Devlin, too, which Jordan Devlin, if anybody doesn't know, was trained by Finn Balor, uh, the both Irishman. So it was cool that it was like, this, you know, the teacher versus the mentor. And, and the mentor was getting too big for his britches and injuring people. And he basically had his teacher come in and say, hey, remember that, like, everything I, I taught you, everything you know, but not everything I know. You know, so it, it was a very, very good storyline. They had a great match at NXT UK. Uh, Brandon, NXT UK is this thing on the WWE Network oh. that's shown, uh, you know, it, it's it's based out of the United Kingdom and has all the UK stars. I know you don't know what we're talking about right now. And the United Kingdom is England. <laughs> oh, aren't they leaving the kingdom or something? There's somebody leaving the kingdom. Uh, I think that's Game of Thrones. Oh, <laughs> He's talking about Brexit, but anyway, well, that's a different that's a different topic for a different day, Brandon. And the Queen should wear a seatbelt. <laughs> you know what? I was thinking about what if we scrap the main event altogether and we do a different main event for WrestleMania? Something that I think I want to see even more than Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch, and that is Becky Lynch versus the game Triple H. <laughs> Make it happen, WWE. This joke got me hype, bro. Brandon's actually really into the intergender like stuff they've been doing as of late, and and to be honest, I have too. Like it's it's not a bad dynamic seeing Nia Jax with Dean Ambrose, seeing Triple H and Becky Lynch. A lot of people are saying things like, "Well, I don't think the men should be hitting the women," and this and that. It's like it's not like okay, like it'd be different if Triple H was just pie facing Becky Lynch and calling it a day. No, it's like it's Becky Lynch getting the best of Triple H. So if anything, this is helping. This is helping Becky Lynch look like a badass because she's, you know, Triple H is what a fourteen-time or fourteen-time world champion, maybe more at this point. I don't know if I have my statistic right there. No, and, he's you know, 14, 13 or yeah. fourteen. Oh yeah, right. And he's getting, you know, he's getting Becky Lynch is getting the best of him. It makes her look great. And so I've been a fan of this too because you know it, it's why should we have these lines? You know, again, it goes back to the two hundred five stuff. It's like sometimes it's good to blur the lines a little bit. Like just because it, there's the men's division and the women's division doesn't mean they should be treated as separate entities, especially in the realm of WWE. You know, cross promote them. It does. It helps. It helps get more eyes on both divisions. 2020 main event in Tampa, Florida at Raymond James Stadium. You all have Triple H versus Becky Lynch. Calling oh, it now. So, let's let's talk okay. about that because I don't think we talked about it on the episode uh, last week when we went off air. We had a very heavy conversation about like where we think um, WrestleMania will be. And the we all collectively said, man, it needs to come to Tampa to Raymond James in, in, in the next couple of years. And then it's like we put it in the universe because I, I start hearing reports that like people are like, hey, where's WrestleMania going to be in 2020? And I and people are like, I hear it's going to be in Tampa. If anybody, if anybody listening to this podcast doesn't know, every all three of us are literally in Tampa right now. Raymond James is uh, 
I think Drew, what, what, 10, 15 minutes away from your house, 20 minutes away from me, Brandon, I don't give a shit how far it is from you. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we I were just talking bus. about it. And Drew literally said um, something about like, oh, man, if they came out in the pirate ship because, you know, I'm a Bucks fan and this and that. And we were just spitballing. This is stuff we didn't, you know, plan on airing. But now we have a situation where this very well might be in Tampa. I hope so, man. I think it's about time, you know. It's I mean normally it comes down, but it's always in Orlando and stuff. So it'll be cool for them to get it here. Um as a Ray J, man. All the wrestlers live in Tampa. Like I can name countless wrestlers that live in Tampa or have lived in Tampa in the last five years. And you know, it Tampa is a hotbed, you know, in that sense. Um, you know, Raymond James is right next to the airport. You know, Raymond James is, is literally right next to the international airport that Tampa offers. Um, there's a whole bunch of hotels down there. The area that the stadium is is in is not a shitty part of town. Like in, I get, I'll be blunt. Orlando, um, the stadium's in a shitty part of town. It's in an absolute shit part of town. Uh, you know, it looks disgusting. All right. Um, whereas Tampa, you know, it's right next to you know a major mall, a major airport good restaurants, things like that. So I think Tampa would bring something different to the table. Uh, this would actually be the fourth WrestleMania in Florida in the last 10 years, or I think it was the statistic I heard. So Florida, we've been lucking out, but that's also because of weather, guys. A big thing people don't consider. Like, we have WrestleMania coming up in New York. A big thing people are not considering is how cold is it going to be? to have a WrestleMania there. The last time they did a WrestleMania uh, at in that stadium, they had to have heaters in the ring posts, literally, like to blast heat into the ring so that it would keep the performers warm. So Brandon, that's something to consider. If we go to Mania, you have to wear that hoodie you're wearing right now and the jacket over it probably. I got some hand warmers uh, too, so bring those along. Maybe some long johns. Brandon, keep your hand warmers away from me. I'll do that, kid. <laughs> That'd be cool though to see like snow hitting the ring or something. Yeah, personally, like on a selfish level, I would really like if it snowed during the event because I think it would just be such a badass visual. Um, well, maybe not selfishly because I would be caught in snow if I were there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we'd be snowing on us. Brandon would be frozen minutes, solid. You'd be like, Fuck yeah, this. fuck this. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, a lot of people might not realize it, but if you go back and watch WrestleMania 24, uh, I was in the crowd. Um, if you watch the first match, it actually is raining in during the first match, uh, first couple matches. So it, it sucked. It, it sucked to be in rain while it was, you know, while we're watching these matches. So I can only imagine snow and cold. Um, but again, Florida is more consistent with weather. Um, it's a little bit warmer. The worst you can get is rain. Um, and then uh, in Ray J, well, Ray J's open. So I guess that, that that would be a problem. They would have to put a canopy to cover everything. They do that to <laughs> any wrestling, uh, WrestleMania, if you know. So they always do a big canopy. Right. I mean, they did That's it in true. Miami. They did it in Orlando. That's true. Watch That's them true. swerve us all and just say, we're going to Jacksonville. And be like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> They, they won't uh, go to Jacksonville now. You know why, right? Yeah, he probably won't let them. No, they, he owns AEW. I know. That's it's, what I'm saying. He won't allow it. No, they won't go there if even if he did allow them. You know what I mean? Because I think um, the rumor is they're going to have a second event 
just hey, I'm putting you all on notice right now. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a second event um, for AEW there in that stadium in Jacksonville. I'm putting oh, you all damn. notice if they do and tickets are reasonable, we should all go. Depends on the day, but I should be down. Yeah, is it going to be around Mania time? Is that the idea? or I think I heard rumors that it would be a, like May or something like that. Oh, okay. am I, am, am I, maybe I'm talking about Double or Nothing. Double or Nothing's uh, in May. Yeah. Dang, gonna you think they're, they're going to fill the stadium, man? They big time in it already. I don't know. I don't know if they'll do the stadium. Like, to be honest, like maybe they'll just do the arena. But it, I think it depends on how Double or Nothing goes. If there's some real interest and they can get a good TV deal, again, this is what sucks about us recording the podcast on Wednesday because we might get some more answers to this uh, tomorrow on Thursday uh, before this podcast airs. Um, so, if that does happen, I'll probably shoot some thoughts on Instagram on Instagram Live um, and let you all know what we think. And then, of course, we'll touch ba- base on it on the next episode, episode 22, uh, the first episode that will not feature Brandon. <laughs> Dude, there's a chance I could be on three straight episodes. Oh, snap. holy crap! There's a very good chance. There's, but uh, I like how you assume that I would throw the co-host position to you if Brandon wasn't available. You know, it's very presumptuous, but I like that. I like presumptuous <laughs> people. You know, <laughs> he's big league in it, Brandon. I like so, it. So let's get into SmackDown. We're we're a little bit off tra- uh, topic, but uh, with, let's talk about Charlotte Flair opening up SmackDown. How'd you all feel? Because we all inevitably know where this may be going. So how do we feel about that? It's not, I guess, ideal, but I mean, I don't think Charlotte will take away from the quality of the match if she's, you know, put into the main event. Um, and I, I actually kind of think it's a good way to, to sort of protect Ronda if, you know, you're going to have right. Ronda end up losing I was the title. thinking that. I'm so, trying to look at the positive yeah. of it. Yeah. My opinion. I mean, Drew, hit us with your opinion first before I go into it. I was actually going to, for the first time ever, agree with Brandon. Yes! Um, I think <laughs> if she does get in it, it's only so she can eat the pinfall of Becky Lynch winning. No differently than when Seth Rollins cashed in and pinned Roman instead of pinning Brock Lesnar. It doesn't. So it makes it basically look like Ronda didn't technically lose, even though, in a sense, I think that's the direction they're kind of going. Right. And then let's also talk about it. I'm sure you're all thinking it, but you haven't voiced it. Uh, if Charlotte's in this match, Ronda gets saved as a baby face. Because what happens is, right now, Ronda's the heel in this feud. She's going to be. They're going to boo the crap out of her in that stadium. But if Charlotte comes into play, they're going to boo Charlotte. And the heat comes off of Ronda a little bit. Becky Lynch is going to be the fan favorite no matter what. But not only that, something else to consider. If Charlotte's in this match, she becomes the ring general. So she's going to be the one that paces that match, that controls the temperament, because you have uh, Becky Lynch that, you know, she's basically going to be feeding her spots, feeding her the crowd reactions, getting her over. And then you got Ronda, who's a little bit more, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A novice. You know, as as good as she is, and I think she has hit it out of the park. You people forget that she's only been in the game for a year right now, and to have the pressure of main eventing Mania, it does alleviate that a little bit. Get, it gives it to Charlotte and let Charlotte control the pace of the match and make sure that the main event goes well. So uh-huh. as mu- as much as people are like, and and myself included, as much as we want Becky versus Ronda, 
I don't think Charlotte will hurt the overall match uh, if she's inserted into this because, again, it just saves both competitors in the match. Or you could just do Becky versus Triple H and H will handle the details. <laughs> right. Let's have Charlotte versus Ronda and then Triple H versus Becky. Let's let's save it for Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> so we can be a part of history. Yes. The first right. ever intergender main event at WrestleMania. It's gotta happen. It's, it's got true. To. I didn't I mean, even think about that. Like that could that could be on the table. You know what I mean? For happening. That's a first. I mean, like I said, it's I got to be part of history at the Royal Rumble with uh Nia Jax eliminating a guy <laughs> and a girl in each No, Rumble. no, don't say Nia Jax. <laughs> don't encourage Brandon. <laughs> Like you've literally, Drew's been listening to this podcast, and he's so tainted now that he's calling her Nia Jax. What's your uh, name? Oh my god! But speaking of tainted, let's get into uh, you know Mustafa Ali versus Randy Orton, and that eye. Oh my god! It was a nice little shiner there, a little puffy. But hey, he made it through the match. I mean, Randy Orton's a professional. You know, he carried the match. He knows he's going to help this guy out. You know, he gave the guy a good match. He looked good for it. He said, slow down, kid. Yeah, he told him to slow down. <laughs> he gave a little so something to yourself. remember him by. Yeah. Right. Like, right. Hey, pace yourself, exactly. time, kid. Now, <laughs> I got to ask, did you think uh, the first time, right before he RKO'd him, he jumped up on the top ropes and did like a spinning DDT, and it looked like Orton went up to RKO him. Do you think Orton screwed up? No. Or do you think that was planned? That was planned, and it, it made it, it's just little things that make Mustafa Ali look like better than just a newcomer. Because basically, it was like showing that a newcomer would have jumped and and gotten RKO'd, whereas Mustafa understood. You know, in kayfabe, we're talking about he understood that if he had jumped at that moment, Orton was going to catch him with the RKO, and he played possum a little bit, made Orton go up for that, and then hit him with the move. So it just made him look very, very smart in the storyline. Like I've done my homework on Randy Orton and I know how to get him. So it, Mustafa Ali is looking like a champ. He's pinned the WWE champion, first of all, which it's, it seems like they've forgotten in the storyline, <laughs> but he pinned the WWE champion. He's hanging with Randy Orton. He's hanging with all these big stars. It He's looking like a champ. I mean, remember he was on two Oh five live like a month or two ago. You know what I mean? So it's, they, they've really done a, a good job. And I hear a lot of people shitting on it, like, oh, well, why is this guy hanging with the main eventers? It's like, you're the same fans that ask for new people. You want new people, and then they give it to you, and you say, well, he's not as big a star as Randy Orton. What do you want? <laughs> Fickle. Yeah, you can't get new people that are big stars. I mean, the only way you can do that is is to woo, like, Kenny Omega or something like that, or, or somebody, right. like, it'll never happen, but, like, somebody like a CM Punk or something. Like, right. that's the only way you can get that big star but you see even then cm punk was cm punk was a a guy who was there before kenny omega was trained in ovw which is their developmental at the time so there is no such thing as a new star that is a big star there is no such thing unless you're like ronda rousey you're like crossing sports so like a conor mcgregor eh Mm. conor mcgregor i don't give give a fuck about i don't give a fuck about that guy i do i like him a lot i'm I think I've told you this off air, through text, through whatever. I want him in WWE within the next like five years. 
he and Floyd Mayweather and, and, and stuff, it's funny because a lot of people, it's so funny how UFC fans, and I'm a UFC <clears> fan, guys. I, I admit it. I like Conor McGregor. I'm just fucking with Drew. But um, it, it's funny how people uh, are like, well, you know, these, these UFC guys, this is real stuff. This is, I'm like, no, it's not. Like the match is real, like the fight is real, but like the work, the the interviews and the cursing and the this, they're working people more than wrestling's working people. And it's so funny to hear UFC guys go or UFC fans go, Well, you see, that stuff's real. It's like, where do you think Conor McGregor got all that stuff? I mean, Floyd Mayweather has flat out said he got his stuff from wrestling. And Conor McGregor's just fucking acting like a big heel. They're all watching wrestling go, and you know Conor McGregor may shit on wrestling, but I promise you, that's where he's getting it from. Is that old school heel? I mean, um, look at his intro walk in. Right, he's walking like freaking Vince McMahon. Oh yeah, I was. Uh, how about the old uh, the Usos promo, man? They're cutting another another fire promo for their matchup with uh, the Co Besties. Dude, I know that we're we like them because we kind of shut up. We're usually talking and about something during SmackDown or Raw or something, but we kind of shut up and like listen to the Usos promo. Um, so we do that whenever we like promos. It's like it it goes without saying. And uh, yeah, the Usos again. It goes back to me saying they should be the cornerstone of the tag team division. The promo was amazing, like absolutely amazing. Like I paid attention to everything. I, it's so authentic, you know. Um, and and it's criminal. It's it's just absolutely criminal that they're not the tag team champions right now. I agree and disagree. Um, I like Shane and the Miz. I think uh, this kind of gets people to like we talked about last week that they can appreciate Shane as a wrestler. He's not just Vince's son. He's a good wrestler. He deserves some sort of credit. And, you know, right now there's just nothing for The Miz until he sneaks into the WWE title reign and, and wins that. But, I mean, I, I don't dislike them as champions. I like them a heck of a lot more than I like Chad Gable and, and Bobby <laughs> Roode. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, the, the the rumor for WrestleMania is that we're getting The Miz versus Shane McMahon. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I thought was happening with the storyline, which is The Miz is being disingenuous. And, you know, basically he's just wanting to win the title with a McMahon to get his, you know, his fame up. And then he's going to turn on Shane and basically say, you know, I never needed you. Like, I was the star of this. You think I cared what my dad thought, you know, and, and go back to just that Hollywood Miz and like, you know, basically say, no, I didn't mean any of that shit I said. Um, I'm looking forward to that because Shane McMahon versus the Miz, I think, would be such a good match because they're they're both, you know, Shane McMahon and this is. This is going to give major credit to Shane. I think Shane will carry that match. I I think Shane is a better in-ring performer than The Miz, and that's not anything against The Miz. But The Miz will carry those promos. He will carry that whole feud. He'll ignite it. Like He'll have the vitriol in his voice to basically say, I hate the McMahons. I hate you all, this and this and this. And I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that a hell of a lot. So that's I think that's why I say you know I understand that the tag team titles are pawn pieces, uh, in this feud. Um, and that's why I kind of want them like, hopefully by WrestleMania, it's on a better team. You know, I will, obviously they have to me, they have to lose it. If they're you know, going to go to mania for a feud, you know, basically the Miz turning on chain and giving it to a team, another team. So maybe even the Usos hmm. guys, I'm going to hit you with a sidebar just because I'm sure you noticed I was a little bit distracted. Um, I posted something on our social media. I'll throw it up here. And I said to Tonka for Hall of Fame class of two, 2019. 
And uh, if anyone doesn't know the Native American Tatanka, how about I post the episode we did with flashback? I, I did, I should say, with flashback wrestling about Tatanka, where we go about, you know, into him in great detail and his career. Well, I posted something like, hey, he should be in the Hall of Fame. So I got a lot of comments on this and I got someone, you know, flat out saying never going to happen since Vince doesn't like indigenous people. And that was their opinion. <laughs> of course, very controversial. And I was like, where do you think that rumor came from? Now, it was pretty cool because Tatanka himself commented on that and said, and well, or I should say like that uh, when I said that. And this person says, it's been spoken about since the early 90s. It's not a rumor. Chris Chavez, a.k.a. Tatanka, was treated like crap in WWE and, and goes off on this. Go read it on our Instagram. I won't read the whole comment. It's pretty I'm long. looking at it now. But that brings me to this. It, it started an argument. And I'm like, look, I'm not going to comment, really comment on whether this is right or wrong. But I'll say Tatanka himself liked you know, what I said, which was, is this a rumor? The reason I was so distracted is because Tatanka himself commented now. Oh, wow on the post and I'll read that verbatim and he comments to that person and says, Hey, Tatanka here at the beginning, Vince asked me to uh, give them a name for my character. So we did nothing to offend my people. I chose Tatanka, not WWE where 99% of the time it's them, you know, choosing it. Then went on a two year undefeated streak, worked with the greatest names in the business, been involved with many WrestleManias, always put in angle storylines that lasted a full year each, returned in 2005 to 2010, and now on contract with WWE under their WWE Legends deal with new merchandise and in our top product, WWE 2K17, 18, and now 19 for this year. His actions slash WWE is not one of disliking the indigenous people or better yet me. Wow. Fucking cool. That's one of the coolest things about starting this podcast and having this Instagram page is like, again, you know, we get trolls. Like we get people going, he doesn't like, you know, Indian people. He doesn't like native Americans. Sorry. And he doesn't like this. And, and you, you can see it. And then we have to talk himself commenting on my post and saying, guys, it's not like that. It's not like that at all. This match was nothing special. Most of it taking place during a terribly timed commercial, which I agree. Uh, but it accompanied, accomplished what it set out that it kept Naomi Rose feud hot, which is good. Yeah, yeah. Cause I mean, I think it's actually a good feud. I think it's exactly, it's just showing how good of a heel Mandy Rose could be. So let's, I guess let's get into that. Let's talk about the women's tag team titles. Um, we, we have a situation where, I mean, this is building up to be a pretty damn good match at elimination chamber. We have some, some teams, uh, maybe I'll post a picture of them right here, but we have like some, pretty damn good teams in this match to the point where I'm like, there's like genuinely half of these teams. I want to see win. I want to see Naomi and Carmella win because they're like a makeshift tag team. But like we have the riot squad. We have the newly named fire and desire, which is Mandy Rose and, uh, and Sonya Deville, uh, which that's a badass name, Brandon. I like why that. Don't we come up. Yeah. Why don't we come up with that? You know what? We were just so sort of taken aback by Mandy Rose's, you know, beauty. It was hard right. for us to <laughs> properly define, you know. It was really hard, yeah. really hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, the the women's tag team titles. I mean, Bailey and Sasha. We have Bailey and Sasha there as well. Um, who else? The, did I say the Riot Squad already? 
Yeah, yes. you got the Riot Squad. You got the Iconics, I believe. Iconics. Iconics. <laughs> and you know what's you know what sucks is I really do see them letting the Iconics win for some reason. Like they never wrestle. <laughs> it seems like, and they're just gonna let them be the first. You know, everybody awesome. wants Sasha Banks and Bailey to be the first. Right? Well, that's I told Brandon that I, he was like, I want Sasha and Bailey to win. I said I don't because to me it would benefit if you gave like example the Riot Squad the title and then Sasha and Bailey win it at Mania. Yeah, absolutely. Because so, remember, we were no one's factoring in that Mania is the following month. You know, so. I don't think it would do them any justice if Sasha and Bailey win the tag team titles at Elimination Chamber and then what just defended and win again at, at Mania. No, I think give it to the Riot Squad. You know, maybe by underhanded tactics. You know what I mean? Like they cheat. They all they use three members instead of two to win the titles, and then you have a situation where Bailey and Sasha get the big win at Mania, and then you know they get the confetti and the ticker tape parade, basically. You know, metaphorically, of course, and have that big moment at Mania. So now you have the women's main event, and then you have the women's tag team titles having a big moment too at Mania. I agree with you. I mean, yeah, I but think that's because I have the I have the smart opinion. It's well, it's, it's easy to agree with me. It's hard to agree <laughs> with Brandon. Well, actually, I'm going to disagree there because you were wrong and said the following month, and the following <laughs> month is on March, and Mania is in April. So <laughs> suck on that, Kenny. The following pay per view is Fastlane. <laughs> There is fast lane in between. Oh my god, I hate you so much. Oh, right no. now. You come and on my not, podcast. You, can't you come on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you, come on my podcast. <laughs> you agree with Brandon. You disagree with me. What is this shit? It was it was uh, my heel turn. Right, you heel turn. <laughs> you become the Baron Corbin of this podcast, Big D, and you're pissing me off right now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, say your 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 point, which I don't even give a damn about anymore. About the women's tag team? Yeah, you were saying something. You cut me off, so I completely <laughs> forgot what I was saying. Drew's a fucking old man. He doesn't he doesn't know how to connect the dots anymore. His, uh, his brain just forgot. We'll have to run the tape back. You were talking about the you were talking about the women's tag team titles. Oh yeah, just uh, at the pay per view. I hope you, you think it's going to be the main event, right? For elimination elimination chamber. Um, I don't think so. I don't know. I can see the WWE title being the main event only because I guess this is my take on the situation. If the women's main, uh, the women's match is main eventing mania, they may feel obligated to put uh, the WWE championship uh, as the main event here. You know what I mean? Just to basically be like, ah, we got to give you a main event, you know, coming up. So I think the WWE championship is the main event in my personal opinion. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it ever is. I mean, (laughs) anymore it's it's always universal which i've been hearing that uh it's going to be a co-main event at wrestlemania there's no there's no such thing as a co-main event they can brand it like that all they want but uh there is one main event and it goes on last whatever goes on last is the main event uh they've done that for years but it's smart because you kind of want to market it as you know here are the titles these are your main events but you know, everyone wants to close out the show. It's as simple as that. Yeah. You know, but, speaking that's that should tell you actually are we're not even talking about Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar, are we? <laughs> but I think that goes back to Seth Rollins is rumored to be hurt right now. Has anyone heard that? I have a back injury. Yeah. Seth yeah, uh, Seth Rollins is rumored to be hurt. I heard it was a knee injury, by the way. Um, but who knows? Um Seth Rollins is rumored to be out for the next month and kind of he's taking it easy on house shows. So that seems likely. 
uh, but should be ready to go by not the next pay-per-view, but the following pay-per-view, Drew, which is <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> God damn it. On my own show. <laughs> I was going to let it slide. I was going to let it slide. And I just I took my shot. It was perfectly timed and executed. Had to do it. Tune in next week when Brandon <laughs> returns as co-host and Drew is it on this episode. You're going to snap my streak just like that? I might edit you out of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, to break, a lot of content. Yeah, I'm trying be... to break the Undertaker streak right now, man. Nice. So Undertaker, actually, it's funny you mentioned that, is, has removed every WWE reference from his social media a couple hours ago. Um, I think more so he's also accepting like appearances elsewhere. So I think he might hit, he, I, this is kind of weird to say, but like something's going on with the undertaker. He's not rumored for mania. He might be done with WWE, at least in an active role. And he might just be like, you know, making appearances under the character elsewhere. I'm not saying he's going to AEW. I'm not going to be one of those little fanboys that thinks just because someone leaves WWE, that means they're going to AEW, but you know, he might just be winding down a little bit here. How are we feeling, Brandon? Dude, uh, that's crazy, man. I guess, but you know, it's, it's the end of an era, sort of thing. Um, no, that he, was 2012 at WrestleMania 28. Yeah. I was there live. It was in Miami. <laughs> it was Triple H versus uh, Undertaker. Right. You're always wrong, bro. I don't understand. I, I'm sorry, man. I'm all over the place. But uh, <laughs> no, man, we'll, we'll definitely miss miss the Taker action. But you know, he's he's done his thing. You know, paved the way, as it were. Um, you know, still one of the you know greatest sort of WWE creations or sort of characters you know that, that there's ever been. The greatest, yeah, in my opinion, so. the greatest WWE creation. Um, yeah, I mean, this kind of ties back into the rumors that I've heard that he might get inducted into the Hall of Fame pretty soon. Um, speaking of which, I've also heard the Hart Foundation, the original Hart Foundation, is getting inducted this year, which was uh, Bret Hart, Jim the Anvil, Night Hart, and Jimmy Hart. Um, sucks because i would rather the bigger group go in which included owen owen hart uh british bulldog and uh brian pillman but i've heard rumors that owen's widow is kind of keeping that from happening um and it, it sucks as a wrestling fan I, I know brett i know it sucks for brett because brett has gone on record saying i want my brother with me here you know what i mean and i don't want his wrestling career to be forgotten um owen was very proud of his wrestling career you know, even if he was trying to wind down and get out of the business, he was very proud of his work. Um, so it sucks. But I know I also know they probably felt like Anvil passing. We should get his ass in the Hall of Fame this year because he deserves it. And I think they probably regret that they were holding off so they could talk Martha into getting Owen into the Hall of Fame. They probably held off a little bit with the Hart Foundation. And then, of, of course, you know, Jim Neidhart passed away. So which I haven't mentioned on this podcast, but he was a, uh, I've mentioned on Wesley's podcast. He was a customer of mine at uh T when I worked at T-Mobile and uh, I used to talk to him about his wrestling career. I mentioned the story, but I, I do want to, you know, let's, let's end the podcast with a nice sentimental story here. Um, Jim Neidhart came into T-Mobile and uh, one of, you know, I helped him all the time and I basically told him I, in passing, I was like, you know, that promo you did, um, against the nasty boys at WrestleMania seven is one of my favorites. Like I just I loved it. 
and he goes he goes uh, he goes yeah you know he's stroking the beard like it's so cool he actually like is like or was like that in real life and he would just stroke his beard and he goes yeah, it's funny you mentioned that uh you know me and brett were out we're out at a bar and uh the night before with a couple of the boys and uh i just got this idea and so i started writing it down on a bar napkin and i showed it to brett he liked it and that's the promo we ended up doing at wrestlemania 7 and you know, if you, if you don't know it, he says something about you. You want to rock the foundation. You want to crack the foundation. Well, to do that, you got to start at the bottom, and that's exactly where you are. You're at the bottom. Like, a, you know, it, he was being really metaphoric, but I can't tell you how much it meant to me to see one of my childhood favorites, like in front of me, telling me a story about how he wrote a promo, you know, for the business. And again, I mentioned on Wesley's podcast, but I think our fans deserve to hear that story too. Uh, Jim DeAnvil Neidhard was was a great fucking guy. He really was. And uh, it was, I was just heartbroken to hear when he passed. And, uh, you know, Natty, without going into detail there, I uh, used to see her on a daily basis too at a, another job I had. And so I knew her. And I used to tell him to tell her hi, like say hi to, to Natty for me. And he'd be like, oh, I'll, I'll, no problem. I'll, I'll say hi to Natty. But because of knowing them on a personal basis, I, I, I know how much her father meant to her. And so it, it broke my heart when he passed away. Uh, and I'm sure you could see on social media how, you know, how devastated she was. But anyway, I thought I should share that story about the Heart Foundation since, you know, they are rumored hopefully to be going into the Hall of Fame in 2019. So, that would be very cool. I think yeah. it's well-deserved. Well, let's let's get a little bit lighthearted be, right before we end this episode. Uh, Brandon, I still hate you. <laughs> That's all right, man. I hate me too. Thank you for not asking me about Alexa Bliss, Brandon, for the for the third <laughs> podcast. Usually you ask me a question directly. First question you ask me. So, Drew, what did you think of Alexa Bliss? Yeah. Yeah. It'll, Which it'll is, come after uh, after this pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because like I like Alexa Bliss too. I don't know why you never asked me about Alexa Bliss. Uh, because when we were here watching it at my house, I specifically said that I liked Alexa Bliss, obviously because I like her looks, but because my fiance <laughs> does not like her. Right. So and, he basically just has to rib you every time every on air. Time. Every time. Right. <laughs> but anyway. All right, everybody. It is time for us to wrap up this episode of the Kitty Media Thoughts Podcast. Check us out on the interwebs, social media bits. Also, check out Big D, Drew, because he's got a big D. Anyway, see, this is why I never let Brandon wrap up, but go <laughs> ahead and subscribe. <laughs> go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel, guys. Um, that is youtube.com slash for your thoughts without the podcast. So we're on there. We actually switched YouTube channels. I combined uh, my personal with the podcast channel. So please go, if you are subscribed to our podcast channel, resubscribe because it is a new YouTube channel on there to watch this episode. Um, give us a thumbs up as well, and then give us a good a good rating and a, a five-star rating and a review on other platforms. And uh, I just wanted to thank Drew again for being the co-host. I'm going to call you a co-host on this one as opposed to a guest. On episode 21 of the Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast, Brandon. America anyway, will anyway. never be the socialist country, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is why I wasn't going to thank you on air, <laughs> as opposed to just saying Brandon was here as well. So <laughs> thank you for listening to episode 21 of the Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast. I'm out.